0: Thank you for tuning in. Today's podcast will be concerning Amazon parrots. We will be talking with Terry Beckley, the original owner of Kookaburra Bird Shop. She has over 30 years experience with parrots and their owners. Today we are talking again about Amazon parrots. Some of the common ones uh, that you could have in the wa- in captivity, Terry, what would some of them be? I think the most popular one here in the United
1: States is um, the double head the yellow napes, and there's quite several of them, blue fronts, blue fronts definitely with their gorgeous eyelashes. Uh, And then there's the family of the white fronts or spectacled, the orange wing,
0: uh, Mexican redheads Mexica- or, or, or green cheeks yes
1: which they uh, of course I'm from the day when there were millions of those and they were very inexpensive being brought in in hordes here in the United States and now are on the endangered species list so we must treasure all these wonderful golden gems of s- South America
0: yeah and they um, come from South America do we think come from like Mexico mm-hmm. Venezuela and countries
1: Brazil Nicaragua Costa Rica Peru, uh, all the countries down there have lots of different varieties. Many of the islands all throughout the Caribbean uh, have, have some have, indigenous. Had indigenous ones, yeah. yes. We don't see those very much. Most of those in this day and age now are um, extinct or very, very much protected.
0: Pretty much what you're going to find are the double yellow heads, the blue fronts, and the yellow napes. If you're you, you can easily find them uh, depending on the time of year, but you may have to wait six months. But those ones you can pretty much, they're bred quite regularly. Prodigiously, In, in, yes, in the yes, United uh-huh. States. Yeah. Um, so some of the things that we're going to talk about today are going to be just, just a general overview of the care and the feeding, this cage size and what kind of stuff we would do with an Amazon parrot. Um, so we have to accommodate what would be like the general size of the birds?
1: All three of the top birds uh, in the Amazon family that are most popular as the pets the double yellowhead, yellow nape, and blue front are all basically very similar in size. So, therefore, their cage requirements, their eating habits, their handling, their vocalizations um, are all very, very similar. Yeah, they weigh range,
0: they range in size, like from I would say 8 to 12 inches, depending on right. that. Five to 600 grams would be a generalization. Obviously, there could be... Your double yellowheads
1: are usually the largest, bit fatter, chubbier birds. Yellow napes, depending on the variety, the subspecies, a little variance in size, and then the blue front being the smallest of those top three. three, Yes, and then the redhead would be smaller again. Talking ability, the yellow nape has the um, reputation of being the best talker I think it all has to do with the breeding and its environment i have had some and that is one of the you are bringing
0: to attention one of the main reasons people get um amazons is their talking singing ability that's why we see them on jay leno we see them on these tv shows um because they will sing and talk in public uh a lot of them
1: oh yes every bird show of any substance has it has the amazon in it as it's Um, interacting and speaking and singing and they do love to sing you have to be very careful when you're teaching them their language and their singing because they will um, do it right exactly how you've taught them and so if you sing in a Off-key or tone-deaf, your bird will be exactly the same way. However, if you're an opera singer, you will have a magnificent singing bird.
0: And there are CDs that are out there that can help. They work fabulously for the Amazons. Um, We're also seeing some CDs in Spanish here. Um, There's probably some with some different accents. I think there's an Australian CD out there, just kind of different ones. Um, So if you do not sing, there are some singing CDs that can teach a bird. Personally,
1: I recommend that because I don't sing and made the... um, horrific mistake many years ago of teaching a yellow nape uh, how to sing kookaburra sits on the old gum tree totally off tune and to this day that bird sings it that way and it's awful it's kind of it's funny. Cute, though, but, but
0: it's so, awful. Yeah. Yes. So, some of the common problems associated with these birds, um, I would talk about well, there's a dietary, they tend to get fat, so you do have to watch their diet and keep it. It's a good idea to have a scale to keep, make sure they don't get overweight. And you have your, your, your vet checks with your vet anal checks will help you with absolutely, that. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And I do think that the diet, watching the diet, we do tend to overfeed our birds in captivity because obviously they're. Uh, The things we've taken away are flight and foraging and reproduction and most of the time the birds are just hanging out in their cages. That's getting now to the cages. You need to go with fairly good size cage what size do you think i would uh, say about 20
0: a a standard size is 23 by 32 which would be most manufacturers have that size right with the bar space no wider than one inch mostly if they're 23 by 32 those usually have a three-quarter inch width um if you get into the 24 by 36 which is a little bit bigger um, can be it's an inch bar spacing but you really don't want to go over that inch because you don't want their heads to be able no, to get out of there. but
1: the they do love their toys and they love their swings and their acrobats and you it is good to encourage them to be active in their cages when they're alone during the day if, if their folks are at work I have always found with whatever the species species is is when you are interacting with them and playing with them and loving on them and all all the good things that we do with the joy of birds, is doing some birdie aerobics with them as well and making them flap, not make that sounds a horrible thing to say, but encouraging them to flap and stretch and work their little bodies because they do have the tendency to be perch potatoes. They do love their tucker, their food. Um, They can become... Sort of uh, sedentary, so it is up to us to help them um, be the
0: be what they can be. So some of the accessories I would have like toys, and then I would have like a play area outside of the cage as well. Uh Um, And then we've got there's some great foraging videos. So making them forage for their food could actually help them eat less because they're actually having to forage, work Mm -hmm. for it a little bit. Yeah. Mm makes it fun and it's and they're so inquisitive and it also is very challenging
1: to them so their little minds are working too so some of the other behavioral and hormonal problems that you might have from time to time which a lot of people seem to have with amazons which can be totally avoided if you have this full relationship embrace this fuller relationship exercise food and um just keep them keep it interesting and as time goes by keep on keeping it interesting
0: i think a lot of the behavior problems would be lack of sleep especially these birds need 10 to 12 hours yes. of sleep just like every other and a lot of these guys are equatorial so they're going to be getting the 12 to 14 hours in the wild normally um, so a sleeping cage and, then, and which sorry. and what would the size like say sleeping cage you would suggest or what would you suggest for I'd a say 20 by like 20, 20 yes yeah, so it doesn't probably. have to be
1: large um you don't have to be rep- uh, supplying food and water or maybe some water but you don't even have to have the food dishes in there you you don't have to clutter it with any type of toys may, or maybe just one toy hanging down chew toy something for them to cuddle up to when they're when they're snoozing um the the thing of it is is having that re- uh, routine of going to bed and waking up that's what they would have in the wild having it very exciting and, and encouraging athleticism during the wake hours. And then, boom, you know, total sleep, dark. That's what it's like. In the, it's, it's not like the seasons we have here. It doesn't waft in and waft out. Yeah, it's, the sun sets. The, the sun
0: sets, boom,
1: yes. And it comes up pretty boom, too, you know. Yeah. So it, it, um, the interaction you have with your bird is of prime importance. And then there's that other wonderful thing that these birds joy, of bathing is beyond compare. I don't think there is really another generally speaking parrot family that enjoys the humidity and the bathing that keeps their feathers in prime condition, and you will have a wonderful, fun time with them, with spritzing them and bathing them and showering them.
0: So, what would we? What would be a general like diet that we would feed them? Um, so, like, what percentage of pellets and seeds, and what, what would you suggest? I would think most probably I,
1: what I have found to work for me and and uh, my parrots are into the fifty to sixty percent good quality pellet. Very little seed because it is has a lot of weight. A few nuts, not many. Um, lots of vegetables. I do like the vegetables and vegetables that they can have to work at and really take apart and not just all chopped up and beautiful and gorgeous like we would serve to a small child. They can have it in big... There is going to be some mess. There is going to be some waste. Birds, they live in, in lush parts of the world. It's part of their nature is dispersing dispersing of the seed and it's going to be a bit messy Uh, but you know you just work it into the routine there's lots of wonderful products and you buy the quality cage everything is so much easier these days than it used to be so um it is just I don't don't think that really should be a, a, a high on the factors of why you shouldn't have a bird
0: yeah. yeah, yeah then their mess is pretty much concern is at the cage confined, the, Within yeah the cage, cage yes. area so mm-hmm. it's not too bad behavior we seem to read about them being aggressive and other things um hormonal they seem to get like a bad rap in the bird world but yet i find that they're one of the least resold birds it's like people know what they're getting into i i i agree with that the um The noise
1: level, the hormonal thing we all hear about, I think it's. Let's define what that means. Hormonal means. What that means, uh, what they're doing. Being territorial within their cage, picking certain people at certain times, and they may not even be the same people from year to year that they're extremely aggressive with, and being very territorial and, and the dreaded word biting. I personally think it all can be avoided with correct handling, proper handling, and if you get into, it can be avoided to even initiate, but however, if you find you're getting a little little bit over your head, that's where good behavioural consultation, which Kookaburra of course offers, uh, catch it in the bud, we can help you. We can give you guidelines so this never needs to be one of the major drawbacks. Seems of to be like they're bird.
0: very easy to retrain. Too. Unbelievable! Yep. They're
1: very intelligent. They want to please. They love family life. They can be very dedicated single birds too. But I really, I always have, always in my years, felt like very comfortable in where there's families and small children. As long as there's respect and proper handling techniques used, they can. More than any other species I have seen these go these birds go into generations Gener-
0: staying within a family. Because that could of, be a lot with but we are in Texas and so there are Um, A lot of South American families here that have Amazons, and South American, just as a generalization, are familiar with birds, and they do go from... A lot lot of people's grandmothers have an Amazon, Mm -hmm. and then they go. So we do probably have more experience in our part of the world than, say, people in Australia. Well, I think
1: it has... Yes, uh, they're very... I mean, unbelievable to find in Australia. It's only recently... Well, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other day to talk uh, about Australia and birds being imported and exported. However, they're very rare in Australia, and so there is not a lot of experience in handling them as companion birds. Here in the United States, yes, there, there is a huge uh, bird being around for a long time, these birds being kept as companions. Yeah, and coming... we are seeing
0: some of the older birds. We are seeing... Um, I would consider geriatric birds, these birds, 40, 50, 60 yes. years old, and they seem to be, um, we see more of them, and they do quite well, and it may just be because of the sheer numbers of them that have I been I think and then
1: that's another, another thing we can talk about on another day is, as we're seeing, and this is something I'm seeing now as I'm somewhat geriatric myself, uh, seeing more <laughs> and more of these birds where people love and adore them, and they're in their... Uh, in their home and family. And so we're having to deal with how to handle and work with these birds as they're changing, as they're growing older and maturing and settling down to old age. Uh, As I said, that's another whole, another day on another Another subject. Um, Amazons, I've always felt very on the, on the whole, very comfortable selling them into uh, as companions into families. I just, Think they give so much pleasure, even if some of the children can't handle them, or somebody doesn't have the time to handle them within the family. long as there's some caregivers that has the passion, back and forth with the handling and, and the feeling, because of their talking ability and their and their oh, joy de vie, they ha- catch people's hearts, and they're. Funny and they have a sense of humor. And they laugh and, and with they, you and, and they and they, yeah. they live with you. Yes. You know they're they're part of the family and I think that's what they truly
0: become part of the family. Yes. Yeah. So in conclusion, I just wanted to thank you for being with us today. And if anybody has any questions, you can call or email the store. The information is in the uh, description of this podcast. And you can go to our website at kookshop.com, spelled K-O-O-K-S-H-O-P.com, And be looking for our online catalog that should be up and running uh, at the end of 2008. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.